Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Web at Midday Show. My name is Raik Vinikar. Well, we've heard some explosive testimony today from former Deputy Minister of Finance, Mr. Benzi Jonas, before the State Capture Commission. And he said, he confirmed all the fears and he said Nshlanshlaneni was indeed fired as Finance Minister because he did not want to approve the nuclear deal that, of course, sent markets spiraling down and, of course, significant wealth destruction. Um, he's still uh, presenting testimony there, so we'll see what else he he, he cites as, uh, as part of his submission in the state capture inquiry. On the market front, it seems to be directionless. That is after the uh, U.S. closed down last night. And on the corporate front, Estelle released results today, and it mirrors the results of many of the other retailers and food producers that was released earlier this week. Not the best of reading, but there are some uh, positives in, in those results. And I'll speak to Richard Rushton, CEO of Distel, a bit later about the numbers. Insurance Group MMI also put out a relatively negative trading statement. And um, also the Chief Executive Officer and Chief Investment Officer of uh, the slightly controversial IO Technology Solutions also resigned with immediate effect. Some interesting developments there. Chantel Marks of FNB Wealth and Investment is also in studio with me to make sense of these stories as well as the markets. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JC All Share currently trading down 0.16%, resources uh, up 0.19%, uh, industrials trading down 0.1%, financials down 0.7%. The gold index is relatively flat. On international markets, the FTSE 100 uh, has gained 0.16%, the DAX is flat, and the CAC 40 is trading 0.1% higher. Earlier in uh, Southeast Asia, the Nikkei closed uh, 0.85% higher, Shanghai gained 0.18%, while Hang Seng also gained 0.4%. Let's look at some individual, individual shares that are performing well. Pepco uh, has seen a nice bounce, up 4.3%. Life Healthcare has gained 25 Clicks up uh, 2.1%. Netcare also gaining 1.8%. Exaro 1.8%. Glencore also 1.6% higher. On the downside, uh, South32 down 3.1%. Barlow Will down 2.4%. Asaurus lost 2.2%. And Standard Bank also down 2%. Imperial also down one9 Let's look at uh, the currencies. Uh, the rand is trading at 14 rand 34 against the dollar, 1837 against the pound, and 1655 against the euro. The uh, dollar is trading at 111 Japanese yen. The euro is trading at $1.15. The pound at $1.28. Bitcoin uh, slightly down 6,521 or uh, 95,635 rand. Gold is trading at $1,191. Um, uh, platinum at $784. Brent crude slightly higher at $75.32. And on the capital market, the R186 trading at 8.91%. Chantal Marks of FNB Wealth and Investments. Uh, I think this week has been a pretty good one. And I think, uh, well, at least compared to the volatility we saw last week. 
Yeah, absolutely. The market is consolidating a little bit um, and digesting some of the earnings that we've been seeing out of some of these major company, of the major companies uh, listed on the JSE. Uh, trading season has has definitely been in full swing. Um, so quite a lot of big moves. Uh, for example, Shoprite down six percent. Uh, the one minute, the next minute, making back uh, those losses. And um, I think it's again, it was again stronger yesterday. Um, investors getting really excited when some of these major shares or these major quality companies um, come into more value kind of territory. And then the RAND also, uh, well, made some ground uh, this week, not necessarily by its own making, um, but certainly some dollar weakness uh, creeping into the system, really assisting uh, financials uh, in particular, as well as retailers. Yeah. Um, Interesting to see that Sassel um, as uh, has risen to a 52-week high, currently trading at um, uh, 549 rand. Um, uh, after hitting 551 rand intraday earlier today, up 0.5 percent. We've been waiting for a long time for Sassel to actually regain new highs, and and uh, uh, you know the expectations are very high. What do, what are your views on the prospects of Sassel? Yeah, so there there are three things things at the moment basically driving that Sassel share price higher. Uh, the first being a weaker rand. Um, it's very supportive for for Sassel's profitability. Higher oil prices. I mean, even though oil prices have come back a little bit relative to last year, it is a lot higher. I mean, that's also for those two reasons why you're seeing a much higher petrol price, uh, by the way. And then for Sassel, it's all about the Louisiana cracker. Um, they've got an ethane cracker that cost them so much money um, initially. It was very much over budget, um, but eleven billion US dollars. Yes, it was extreme, and it brought the internal rate of return down from I think they said initially close to about twenty close to twenty percent. Brought it back all the way to around about eleven percent. Um, I think is now the IRR. Um, still reasonable, but there was a lot of question marks around it. And over the last year or so, um, there hasn't really been there hasn't been any budget adjustments. Um, it's been going uh, or the construction thereof has been going according to plan, uh, no de- no project delays, and it is set to come online um, at the end of the year and to start actually making money by next year. That specific project was basically valued at zero or less than zero for some time, and that's why you saw the Sassel share price kind of languishing around the 350 level. And the closer we're getting to uh, to day one of the ramp up, um, the the more the Sassel share price is adjusting to the fact that they might see some reasonable and not even just reasonable, but really good cash flows out of that business. And you'd probably see further support for the Sassel share price if they if they start ramping up production there and it doesn't blow up because that's kind of the only risk that you have at this point in time. Yes, since the beginning of the year, it has gained uh, 30% over the last 12 months, 40%, um, but over the last five years, only 14%. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the share price went, I think it was close to about uh, 500 at one point, uh, went back all the down to, all the way down into the 300 and, and stayed there for quite a while. And then, of course, you had the BE deal that was underwater, so there was an adjustment for that. It further delayed any sort of upside. You had um, oil prices go down all the way into the $20 a barrel, which was very bad for Sassel. At that point, they actually had to right-size their business. They had to make some serious changes um, at head office and um, bring down their marginal cost of production, which they did very nicely, in order to be 
uh, competitive and profitable even in a low oil price environment. And that just also has kind of set the set the the base for them to do very well uh, when oil prices recovered, and and indeed they did. Yeah, but just looking at Twitter, all the financial analysts I follow are tweeting about the state capture hearings and especially Mtsubishi Jonas, the former minister, deputy minister of finance's revelations that Nene was fired because he didn't want to sign the uh, nuclear deal and that there were serious problems within the Hawks, that they were captured, they didn't want to investigate. Um, I think we're going to have some of, well, many of these revelations in the months to come. Um, but it's good that this is actually coming out and that we still, it proves that we still have a free media. And, and that's one of the, the pillars of a constitutional democracy. Yes, absolutely. And just the fact that, that, these, that he's able to say these things without, without fear or favor at this point in time. Um, and taking on the Hawks, I think, it was, was quite a bold move. Because some of this we already knew, we already speculated about. Um, at the time of Ntlanda Nene's firing, you have to kind of throw your brain back to the end of 2015. Um, um, nuclear was all that anyone was talking about. This this massive nuclear deal that would basically bankrupt the company, the country, um, and the suspicion was there that he was fired because of the nuclear deal, and then to a lesser extent because of of SAA. Um, and this just confirms that, and it also confirms that the reason there was so much inaction was because the Hawks were were not doing what they were supposed to be doing. Well, hopefully the uh, the Hawks uh, start their criminal investigation now before this uh, inquiry is over. Um, some interesting developments there. Just MMI trading statement, not very positive. Um, what did you make of that? Yeah, no, it was actually exceptionally weak. And I mean, they, they did mention uh, quite a few reasons for that. They, they said that they're making um, extra investments in their technology platforms. Uh, they're investing in Multiply. Um, there's marketing expenses coming through. Uh, they're investing in their new wealth platform. Um, they also had some weak persistency in the retail business. And then um, a very interesting note um, or something that I found very interesting is because markets didn't do particularly well last year, the starting base for their assets under management was was quite low, which means that the fees that they were earning on it wasn't nearly to the extent that they were earning in the prior year. And I think that had a bigger than expected influence on, on that result. And that's probably where analysts missed the mark uh, when they were predicting earnings. Um, but yes, uh, certainly MMI earnings predicted to go or guided to go backwards again. Yeah. The uh, trading statement uh, says the company expects headline earnings per share to decrease between 5 and 15 percent. So uh, not a good uh, showing there. Yeah, I guess what you need to ask yourself about MMI now is how much of this is actually in the price. Because when you look at insurance companies in particular, um, a pre- a, the, the discount or premium to embedded value is is. The, the kind of the figure that you look at in order to garner whether or not there's value in the stock or not. Um, if you consider a company like like Discovery, who released a very strong trading statement yesterday, they traded a 95% premium to their embedded value. Um, Sunlum often trades by at between 30 and 50% of its embedded value. Um, a company like Old Mutual back in the day used to trade more or less at par. And MMI is trading at a 40% discount to its embedded value. Um, so when you see numbers like this come out of, out of this company um, and you look at where it's valued, the market isn't really expecting much from it. And um, even if you look at optimistic kind of forecasts in terms of, of headline earnings per share growth going forward, it seems as if the market is putting a um, putting a high risk kind of rating on it because the share price isn't adjusting according to 
expectations, but rather according to the risk uh, attached to those. Yeah, the share price also under pressure year to date down 23% um, and over the last three years down nearly 40%. Um, so I, I'm sure there will be some frustrated uh, shareholders there. Chantal, thank you for coming in. That was Chantal Marks. She is from F&B Wealth and Investments.